Glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's all about you and that wallet of yours. I want you to learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. Coming up in just a few minutes in today's Clark Rageous Moment, the lemonade cops. Now we have the cookie cops. Yet another kid learning the idea of having free enterprise in her soul being told you can't sell cookies. I'll tell you how that thing played out. And coming up yet later, there's new data from Vanguard, the big financial house, on what likely returns are going to be on various investments looking forward over typically the next 10 years. I'm going to give you their crystal ball It's not going to be right, but it will lead to a clear sense of direction. I want to share it with you because it helps you figure out what you should be doing with your money. So speaking of money, I get calls almost every week from people wanting to know about putting solar at their homes. And it's something that I have done, but uh, probably two out of three times Somebody asked me about putting solar at their home. It turns out not to make economic sense when I go through the protocol of questions with them. But something that does make sense and is growing exponentially, and that is what's known as utility-scale solar. What you're going to see over the next several years in the United States, as well as is already happening in other countries, is power companies that have historically relied upon uh, especially now natural gas in prior decades they may have relied heavily on coal some extent on hydro or nuclear that as you look forward utilities in Texas leading the way Iowa utilities are all about wind and solar Solar big in California, Arizona, New Mexico, uh, Texas. But wind has a lot of places in the Great Plains that it can produce power at a fraction of the cost of other methods of power generation. And the cost of solar has dropped by 84% in the last eight years. And the cost of solar is on a straight trend line down is manufacturers learn how to mass produce it at a much lower cost. So the way we get power in the U.S. is going through a massive shift, and it's not necessarily about what you and I do at our own home or business, but it's what the power companies will be doing behind the scenes in large numbers because it is so much cheaper and more reliable a way to generate power. You know, with any other source, you're relying upon uh, access to supply. With natural gas, a foreign power may want to cut uh, pipelines that supply natural gas. Coal is a different issue. Coal is uneconomic at this point in most of the country. Hydro still remains uh, very viable 
the economics of it. But the future, until something else is invented, clearly belongs to solar and wind. The people of Texas have seen the cost of what they pay for power for consumers and businesses go down, down, down because of the heavy uh, reliance and reliability in the Texas power grid, where Texas has kind of unique in the United States, they have their own operation for generating power, transmitting power, and marketing power to individuals and businesses. And so through creating this ultra-competitive environment, very heavily leaning on solar and wind, the cost of power for end users, what they pay in their monthly bill, is way down. A lot of other places in the country that are relying particularly on legacy stuff like coal are seeing the cost of their monthly bills go way up. So, you know, over time, life improves by us being more productive in whatever way that is. And being able to generate more power at a lower cost is something that we as a country have the ability to do. We need to just get moving with it. And I'm sorry, I don't see your name here, so you get to go on the air as Mr. or Ms. Anonymous. What's your name, please? My name's Rachel. Hi, Rachel. It's great to have you here on the air. How can I serve you, you. Rachel? Well, first off, I want to thank you for doing exactly what you say and helping me keep more of the money I make. I, I really appreciate it. Well, thank you. And you took me up on one of my goofy suggestions recently, didn't you? I, I did, actually. Um, it's uh, myself and our family. We have four lines, and we switched to Unreal Mobile. And has it been Unreal? It, it really actually has. Um, we've been with you know other companies for years, and our bill is going to go from $186 down to $45 a month. Wow. And so for four lines, you're legit. Three lines, you're doing one gig of data a month, and one line, you're doing two gigs. They ended up at 45? That's exactly right. And so you haven't felt at all limited by the amount of data you have available on those phones? We haven't. Um, I will say that three of our people are very light users, but especially with Wi-Fi, Wi-Fi at your house and your work, it hasn't been a problem at all. And the question I'm asked most often, how reliable has the network been on Unreal Mobile? Well, we're in the Orlando, Florida area, but it's been exactly the same as what we were on before, which is one of the big four. Go ahead and name Um, which of the big four were you with before? We were on Sprint. So you were paying $186 a month on Sprint, and now on Unreal Mobile... The same four lines are costing you 45 a month. That's right. So what is that? That like $2,000 a year back in your pocket? Close? It is something like that, yes. <laughs> Isn't it great? Because, I mean, $2,000 just doesn't materialize out of anywhere. It doesn't. And that's exactly for any little modicum of self-control we have to have to use a smidge less data it is well worth it for $2,000 a year. Wow. So I'm running the numbers right now to see if I lied how much you're saving. 
I'm a huge liar. You're only saving no. 1700 a year. I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. So I'm so glad it that it's been good. And, you know, also with cell service in Orlando, you're basically graded on a curve because it's so flat and the cell signals travel so well that it's pretty hard to find bad cell service in Orlando. It really is. It really is. We've we've been very fortunate with that. So uh, have you told people what you're using? They're like, what's that? I'm not doing that. I have tried to tell them, and almost every time I start talking about it, they give, give me a funny look. But we actually, we had some fears going over that we were going to, it's, they're such a new company, and we brought our own phones from Sprint. And we were afraid that, you know, you'd start the switch and there would be an issue and somebody or everybody would go days without a phone. And so what we did is we switched the number to an old phone that we had so that that our number was safe and that our phone was cleared and took that phone over to Unreal and made sure that it was fully functional. Their customer service has been great. Has it really? And it has. Unreal I, Mobile came out of a service that people have learned to hate called Freedom Pop. It's the same ownership. And I'm not, I've not heard a single, I, I shouldn't even say this because I'm going to curse myself, but I haven't heard a single customer service complaint to this point about Unreal Mobile. I certainly don't have one. And um, through the four different lines, I've been on the phone a couple times with them. I think the longest I've waited is 15, 20 minutes. Well, 15 to 20 minutes. When they say they're going to, yeah. they'll, they'll tell me and they'll email and keep me apprised of what's going on. It's been great. Well, I am so glad to have that feedback, Rachel, because you just don't know when when I tell people about something ultra cheap like this one, you have to be a bit of a pioneer, but the savings at $1,700 a year for your family of four, that's big money to save. And if you look at our cell phone guide at Clark.com, you'll see all these choices for, of course, the big four, but then all these obscure companies like Unreal Mobile, and having a $10 a month cell phone bill is really something. That is great. Thank you for sharing. Thomas is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Thomas. Hi, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Thomas. What's going on with you? Well, um, I'm a a new homeowner. Uh, It's not the circumstances I wanted, though. Uh, My father uh, passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about your loss. Uh, thank you very much. I miss him very much. Uh, but he was very kind enough to uh, leave me his home, and I'm going to be living in it. And that means I'm going to need to get homeowner's insurance. And I, I've never bought homeowner's insurance before, and I'm kind of at a, at a loss at what I should be looking at when I uh, start shopping for policies. It can be very confusing, so let me hit you with some basics. Is I'm a big believer in you having... Uh, significant deductible on that house because you're never going to want to make a claim for something less than many thousands of dollars. So you want to have a deductible that would keep you from being tempted to make a smaller claim and also it will help make your premium a lot lower. So, yeah, I, I've, I've noticed uh, looking at uh, online already like uh, 
a few companies, if I get that deductible up pretty high, it you know, brings the premium way, way, way down low. Yeah, so don't put it beyond a point that would ruin you financially. But as many thousands as you can handle, you want to do. And so at, at that side of it, you, it, the insurer knows, well, you're never going to bother them for something that's a couple of thousand dollars. You're going to be on your own. And that's better for you because so often with homeowner's insurance, if you use it even once, it's a mark of shame in the industry database. And the insurer may well fire you anyway for making a claim and then there you are trying to shop for new insurance when you're on the insurance database as having just made a claim and nobody wants you. Yeah. Second thing is make sure you adequately insure the house for value that would actually cost in the current marketplace for you to replace that house. The biggest problem people have when they have a major or catastrophic loss is they don't have enough insurance to rebuild the house. So you want to make sure that even though that'll, that side will boost your premium some, you want to make sure you have enough coverage to adequately cover the real cost of rebuilding. And where do you live in the country? Uh, I'm in San Diego County. Oh, you lucky person. All right, so uh, you need to, on the unlucky side, you need to consider buying earthquake insurance because your homeowner's policy will not cover earthquakes. And an amazing number of homeowners in California don't buy earthquake coverage. Where you are in San Diego County, are you in an area subject to danger from an earthquake or no? Um, You know, we get them occasionally but the ones i've gotten uh, all my life living here have been like very very minor ones you know a little rumbling here and there but nothing big like uh, i remember when the, when the big ones happened in the 90s in la you know i barely felt them down here in san diego well you'll need to make your own call on that but the thing is is if you're not covered for it through a separate earthquake insurance your homeowner's insurance will not cover you and again i want to tell you i'm sorry about your loss of your dad and I hope this experience of owning the home works out great for you. Let's see if we can crush a little girl's dreams in today's Clark Rageous moment. Scams, ripoffs, outrages. It's a Clark Rageous moment. This comes from Quad 8 News. Sweet little 10 year old Savannah has been selling cookies in her neighborhood and now she's been turned into the police neighbors complaining three complaints from a neighbor that savannah is too successful selling her cookies and so the law has come down on 10 year old savannah and told her that she can't sell her cookies anymore unless she moves all the way up her driveway because the neighbors aren't happy. Savannah told the TV reporter that her business was going really well until no complaints to her. First thing she knows, the police come to shut her down at the street. So the police did a smart thing. They didn't tell her she couldn't sell at all. They just told her to move way up her driveway. But what in the world is wrong with that neighbor? 
here's a kid, the innocence of a 10-year-old who is out trying to raise money. Why was she raising money? Well, she was spending the money on clothes for school that she needs that she didn't have. Her dream one day is to own her own bakery. You know, we need to nurture our kids' dreams, our kids' hopes. And when a kid has the entrepreneurial bug, the capitalist bug, we need to be all part of encouraging that because a kid could just be sitting on the sofa playing video games. Here's a kid out there getting something done. Good for you, Savannah. It's my pleasure to welcome you to the Clark Howard Show where it's about you learning ways to save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. I spend hours every day reading financial publications and one thing I learned a long time ago is the very uh, experienced, well-educated, very bright people in the financial industry who speak with certainty about where markets are going is something you got to know is something to ignore because nobody can tell you what's going to happen with your 401k or IRA or any investment you have in the next month, the next quarter, the next year. They can guess and then give you lots of reasons why or why not something will happen, but they can't know that. But there's a different way people will do predictions, and it's using historical averages looking forward over long periods of time. I do have beliefs in what you can learn about mathematical models that predict how different investments are going to work over a decade or more. We know based on historical data going back, uh, gosh, a couple hundred years, we have a real sense about what happens with various kinds of investments. And often based on where their value is today, what that means is you project forward like a decade ahead. Well, the huge financial house Vanguard has put out what they expect over the next 10 years. And it's not a promise. And it's not a guess either. It's based on empirical experience and knowledge and information. And so this is something that may sober you if you're relying upon how the stock market's going to do to fund your future. But they expect over the next 10 years an average annual return of between 3 and 4%. This compares to historical of close to 10%, and over the last uh, many years, an average of somewhere about 8%. So why the big decline in not in value, but in how much values will typically increase on average over a decade? Because stocks are not overpriced, but they are, in the lingo of the trade, fully valued. Stocks have had a fantastic run-up over the last nine years, and values are very healthy right now for those stocks. Where if you go back nine years ago, no one would touch owning a stock or a stock mutual fund or index fund or anything 
because the market had collapsed. But people who went in then or stayed in quadrupled their money. It's because the values have quadrupled that going forward for U.S. stocks, the returns looking forward will be smaller. I mean, 3 to 4% is not a disaster. It just means if you're thinking that your money is going to generate 8 or 10%, that's not likely to happen. Now, remember, this is not likely, possibly, and all that. No one knows, no one has the exact numbers because they're projecting to the future, and that's what it is. But if you've listened to me for a long time, you know how much I'm into remembering that the United States is only 4% of the world's population and less than 25% of the world's economic activity. So more than 75% of world economic activity occurs outside the United States. And that's why I'm so big on you investing as part of what you do in your 401k or IRA in the international fund choices available to you. And Vanguard predicts those will go up at between 6 and 7%. So you have the domestics going up 3 to 4 the international is going up between 6 and 7. So just think about that. If you only feel comfortable investing in the choices in your company plan or your own personal IRA that are domestic, that the real action moving forward is likely to be outside the United States. And things that we had given up on for the last decade, savings accounts, bonds, CDs, all those things, this isn't based on what Vanguard's saying, this is just my own opinion, those things are going to have better returns for you than they've had in, in a good while because the Federal Reserve is moving away from manipulating the interest rates it controls and putting you in a position where you are able to actually put money in something and earn something back from it in a bond or a savings account or a CD. And that is a meaningful change in the interest rates you can earn on CDs and savings accounts are going to rise this year at the places if you go look for them at online banks, you'll see rates rise another quarter to half a point likely before this year is over with rates the best on CDs now about 2.5% on shorter-term CDs, and the best on savings accounts around 2%. Dean is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Dean. Hey, Clark. Uh, nice to talk to you today. Well, great to have you here, Dean. How can I serve you? I I'm sure you've probably mentioned this before, but we had uh, purchased a new house, and we had replaced some of the appliances and, and some other things. And I had found out, I didn't know this previously, but Habitat for Humanity actually has thrift stores that you can donate your old appliances, old, you know, toilets and things like that too, so they can resell them. And I have been both someone who's donated to a Habitat Restore and I bought stuff at the Habitat Restore. And it's yeah. a fantastic resource that when when this idea first started, I think it was in Tampa, Florida, it was something that Habitat International was kind of scratching its head at. And it's become a huge thing with Habitat affiliates around the country 
having what they call the restores and uh, eliminate waste and make money for Habitat, give you an opportunity to take a charitable deduction on stuff you donate, and then get deals. Have you bought any stuff from them or just donated? I have just donated. I actually haven't been in the store yet, but the thing that excited me, um, I'm a woodworker, and I have a lot of you know odds and ends like trim pieces. I might have eight foot of a certain kind of a trim or something like that, and you know a normal thrift store really doesn't take that stuff, but they will take that. Because, you know, people are always looking for, you know, odd-sized trim pieces or just one piece of trim to put in a, you know, a filler area or something like that. So, so Dean, we have to qualify what you just said. People who have talent like you are always looking for that kind of thing. I wouldn't know what to do with it if, <laughs> I mean, I can't do anything for myself. Well, you know. <laughs> we all have different skills, right? Right, exactly. That's right. But that's a great suggestion. I don't think we've mentioned the Habitat Restore in five years. There's and there's two of them, too. There's the Restore, and then they have, which takes things for your house, and then they have the other store that, you know, you can buy, uh, you know, canister sets and things for, you know, like inside the house that you wouldn't, oh. you know. They, they actually have, this is in Tulsa, they have two of them. So each Habitat affiliate, Tulsa, by the way, is a fantastic what's known in the lingo of Habitat, mid-market affiliate. It's one of the most efficient Habitat affiliates of any mid-sized community in America. Oh, okay. And so um, I wasn't familiar that any Habitat had the second kind of Habitat store, but you said they sell things for like, um, like if you want a cookie jar or something like that. I mean, like what kind of... Exactly. Yeah, things for inside the house, you know, that, you know, nothing to repair the house, but, you know, rugs and like I guess you would a normal thrift store or something you would take somewhere else. Okay. But they actually have both of those stores there. Well, I appreciate that because um, it's something that a lot of people may not think about. Like a lot of people will renovate a perfectly good kitchen. They don't like the kitchens there. They buy a house. They don't like it. They clean out that whole kitchen. They donate all the cabinets that are in great shape to Habitat to the restore and then they sell them and then you can get a whole new kitchen at a big discount now again you have to have some talent none of which i have fact cars is with us on the clark howard show hi how you doing i'm doing well how are you clark great thank you you're going to china i sure am china and hong kong for a two-week trip in december you will love it you ever been Never been. Never been outside of uh, North America. Okay, well, that will be culture shock, going from never having been outside North America to landing in China. Some of the places you go, and Hong Kong in particular, will be the most modern developed places you've ever seen. And then other parts have extreme abject poverty and lack of development, all in the same country. Well, I'm a future aspiring world traveler, so I figured I'd do it big the first time, and everything else would be a step down from that. And have you gotten your Chinese visa yet? I have not. I'm in the process for that currently. Because that takes a while. How can I be of help with this adventure to China? I uh, was basically calling to see if it's absolutely necessary that I pick up travel insurance. 
Uh, and if not for the co- the cost of the travel itself for medical insurance while I'm overseas. Yeah. So what you do is, uh, do you have insurance through a place of work or how do you have medical coverage today? So I have medical coverage through work and my girlfriend who I'm going with has medical coverage through her parents. Okay. Their so work. each of you needs to check to see and you need not only to talk to somebody, you need to read it in the policy uh, what coverage you have outside the United States. Some insurers cover you outside the United States. Health insurers cover you outside the United States. Others don't give you any coverage as soon as you leave our shores. So would any work policies cover the medevac costs? Only if you were working for the most generous employer in the history of the universe. I've been looking at policies uh, online, and they're about 30 to $40 for medevac and medical coverage, and I was wondering if it's worth getting that just for the medevac alone. All right, so uh, let me tell you a distinction with the difference when you look at medevac policies. Some of them, what you're paying that for is only for them to arrange the medical evacuation for you. Others actually pay for the medical evacuation for you. Gotcha. Got to make sure that, because that cheap a premium, got to make sure it actually covers the cost of the service, not just arranging for the service. And I've a, noticed. I was going to say, I'm a sorry. good place for you to shop is called insuremytrip.com. Okay. Okay. I've noticed that uh, the, the premiums for the, the insurance policies that cover cancellation costs as well are way more expensive, and that's not what I'm looking for. Yeah, so all you're looking for, cheaper. and that's the beauty of Insure My Trip, is you're going to see every type of travel policy there is, including ones that are specifically for uh, medical outside the United States or medevac outside the United States or both. Gotcha. Thank you, Clark. And odds are you're going to have a great trip. Nothing's going to happen other than you might have uh, some problems with some of the food. <laughs> And I'm so, an adventurous eater, so I'm not too worried about that. Well, actually, if you are an adventurous eater, you actually need to be at least the first phase of the trip being less adventurous than you usually are and work your way into being more adventurous with the food. Gotcha. Trust me on that. If you don't, later you're going to say, why didn't I listen to Clark? <laughs> Have a great time. Clark, quick question oh. more if you got time. Go ahead. Uh, is there a preferred website or resource you have for like a good checklist for things to do before I make a trip like this, such as visas, vaccinations, the trip insurance, all that? You know, I don't know of, there may be one, but I don't know of a good site that just goes through a checklist of all the things you got to do. There are several that do checklists for packing. I'm not aware of one that's a catch-all that does a uh, checklist for every phase of planning an international trip i think you just identified if if i'm if i'm right and there isn't one i may have identified a hole in the marketplace somebody could fill this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance hey listeners whether you love true crime or comedies celebrity interviews news or even motivational speakers you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue right and guess what now you can call the shots on your auto insurance too Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. 
You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company & Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Mary is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hello, Mary. Hello, Clark. Oh, it is such a privilege to be speaking with you. You're kind to say that. Well, how can I serve you today, Mary? So, Clark... It's about my daughter. Her financial advisor recommended for her not to put retirement contributions into a Roth IRA because by paying taxes up front, there would be less money to grow. And at her age of 45, she should be maximizing her contributions into a traditional IRA because there would be more to grow. So, um, let me tell you, if she's 45, is she making a huge paycheck each month, a moderate paycheck, or a modest one? Well, I can tell you she grosses 80000 a year. Then I respectfully and totally disagree with her financial advisor, and she would be best served by doing a Roth IRA. At her income, her tax rate right now is very low. And putting money in uh, after tax means that money's not going to be taxed again. And then the, the thing is, if you look forward, we're running these huge budget deficits and we have an aging population. Mm-hmm. Odds are tax rates are going to be higher 20 years from now when she may be contemplating retirement. And she'd be paying higher tax on everything in that IRA where if she does a Roth, it all flows to her tax-free. Yes, and that's what I find so attractive about the Roth, because unfortunately, I am not in a Roth. I'm 74, and I've had to take RMDs and the government dictating to me, and I don't mind paying my fair share, because, you know, at the beginning, I didn't. Um, but, you know, I, I just think the Roth is the way to go. And I was puzzled as to the reason that her financial advisor uh, recommended it the other Maybe way. because the financial advisor wants more money in that account to manage. Because, um, you know, if she doesn't contribute as much, then that's true. There won't be as much in there for someone to earn a fee on or whatever. But I would keep it simple. Go in the Roth, Mm -hmm. and then just as you've experienced the hassle of the RMDs, she won't have those, and she's free to make whatever choices later in life with the money, so she absolutely positively should do the Roth IRA. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free, nine hours a day. If you go to Clark.com and go down the home screen, you'll see a section, Consumer Help and Tools. Click on Consumer Action Center, and you can get that free off-the-air advice.